Hey friends, thanks so much for joining in on another episode of Cast the Word. It's part four of our spiritual fitness series, and today we're going to be discussing Stoicism. Thank you all so much for joining in on another episode today. We're moving our way through our spiritual fitness series, and today we're going to be talking about Stoicism. But before we dive into our new episode, if you've missed part one through three of this series, then I recommend you go back and check those episodes out. We are progressing our way through this series, and each episode is building upon each other. So it's important throughout this series that you make sure to be caught up so you don't miss anything. And in this series, we're discussing the importance of spiritual fitness for your spiritual man. In order to maintain fitness, you got to work out, and that's what we're hoping to accomplish through this series. And if you haven't done so yet, please also leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to our podcast. That would greatly help us to continue gaining exposure so that we can keep casting the word to all that is interested in hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I know that some of you may not be aware of what Stoicism means, but if you are aware of this, let me first clarify that we are tackling this topic today from a Christian worldview perspective. In no way throughout this episode are we endorsing, supporting, or broadcasting that in order to reach the epitome of living a good life requires one to raise the personal inner self higher than Christ. To be clear, none of us are anything without Jesus. We are all sinners, we have all sinned, and we all continue to make mistakes. But it is by His drawing of us and by His grace that any of us receive salvation from our sins. There is no success in our life when we fully rely on oneself to overcome the obstacles faced before us. So the episode today is not focusing on worldly philosophy or personal growth in any way other than through the Lord Jesus Christ. We are addressing this topic, however, from a disciplinary perspective in regards to the way of life for a believer in Christ. So I just wanted to clarify that for any philosophy enthusiasts out there that may think this episode today is concerning the ancient Greek philosophy concerning Stoicism, that's not what we're going to be talking about today. Instead, we're focusing on this episode purely from the definition standpoint of what it means to be Stoic. To be Stoic means to endure pain or hardship without the display of feelings and without complaint. Do we all face pain? Yes, we do. Do we all have hardships? Absolutely. Do we all have things to complain about? You bet. Take a look at the world around us today. There is plenty to complain about, no matter what your worldview perspective is. Yet we are taught in Philippians to do all things without murmurings or disputing. And that's a hard concept to walk out. So what does it mean to be stoic? What does it what does stoicism or what does being stoic have to do with spiritual fitness? And I'd like to answer that with one word, and that's discipline. It takes discipline and consistency to reach a fitness level for the physical body, and the same is to be said for fitness on the spiritual level as well. In the Passion Translation, Philippians 2.14 says, Live a cheerful life without complaining or division among yourselves, for then you will be seen as innocent, faultless, and pure children of God, even though you live in the midst of a brutal and perverse culture, for you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe. Today, the world needs to see the shining light of Jesus shine through you. The problem is, by and large, the world is a dark place and darkness hates the light. There's no way around that. 
Darkness and light cannot coexist. When you walk into a dark room and flip on the light switch, the darkness vanishes. It cannot contain the light. We need believers today to shine the light within them if we are to overcome. People need to see the light of Jesus. This is a call for the Christian people to rise up, to love your neighbor as yourself, no matter their skin color, no matter their political affiliation or personal beliefs, because in the end, None of that really matters. The only thing that matters is Christ and Him crucified. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying that our lives aren't important, okay? We are all significant in the kingdom of God. And no, I'm not saying your life or the things that are important to you are irrelevant. I hope... I hope you're tracking with me there, because if we didn't matter to Christ, then why would he have come and given his life to save ours? We matter to him significantly, and it's not his will that any of us should perish, but that all should have eternal life. But when I say that the only thing that matters is Christ, I'm speaking in the sense of spiritual hierarchy, of the perspective of hierarchy, that Christ is truly the only one that matters. Because in the end, according to Philippians chapter 2, verses 10 through 11, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So that's what I mean when I say that. I just want to make sure that we're on the same page there. We must learn to be leaders amongst our peers as believers. We've got to be leaders amongst our peers and we've got to learn to hate sin and love people and rise to the occasion to spread the love of the gospel to all the corners of the earth. God loves us and God has forgiven us if we have confessed our sins and believed on the work of the cross. So in turn, we must forgive others and love them. Sin is rampant in our world today. You can't avoid it. You are constantly exposed to it, yet we are called to endure to the end. How can we endure to the end in a world that is so bleak and dreary? Spiritual discipline in Christ alone is the answer. We must learn to live a stoic life. Believers hear this, The world is watching us. The world is waiting to see how you respond to certain scenarios. How you respond can either make people want to have what you have, or it can deter them away from Christ. When people see you respond positively to a hardship or to a pain or to a difficult situation, they may come up to you and say, you know, I've noticed you're being faced with ABC situation here. How do you keep going? How do you maintain? How do you keep going with a smile on your face? Well, there, my friend, you have a door that has been opened to share the gospel of Jesus with someone. And one way you get that door open is by having the perspective that Job had at the end of Job chapter 1, where he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's the mindset we've got to have, and that's what I mean when we say stoic, and when we're speaking about spiritual fitness from a stoic definition. What does that mean for us? How do we endure to the end? Well, we've got to one of, one of the key answers to enduring to the end is to remain stoic, is to keep pushing despite the pain, despite the hardships, despite the opportunities that present itself where we can arguably complain and, and rise up in defense and, and be upset. Of course you, you can complain. Of course we all have things to complain about. And it's hard to push those aside. And we're not saying to ignore them or to neglect your problems by any means. Instead, what we're saying here is that in order for us to truly let the light of Jesus shine through us, the world needs to see some of that positivity. The world needs to see some of that stoicism, not the Greek 
philosophy, okay, not the Greek philosophy of Stoicism. That's not what I'm referring to here. Again, we're speaking about the definition of what it means to be Stoic. And in order to to have that persona, in order to have that spirit of Jesus living on the inside of us, we've got to have that spirit of Job at the end of chapter 1 there. Despite the calamities that Job faced, and he faced a lot of them, and and I know, you know, I've talked about Job, in fact, episode number one, we talk about Job in this podcast, and, and uh, you know, that story, it, I bring it up a lot because I like it, and uh, there's a lot of uh, material in that story that, that is relevant for us today, but in order for us to be the light in the world that can be seen and the salt that can be tasted, which is Jesus, mind you, it's not us, there's nothing good in us, it's Jesus living on the inside of us, in order for us to have that testimony and have that ministry capability, we've got to maintain that stoic and that endurance mindset and that spirit upon us, okay? So I, I want to tell you guys a little story here. A couple years ago, I had to take my dog to the vet because he was visibly not feeling well. He seemed to be doing fine, and then one day he just took a turn and and something was wrong. So we needed to take him to the vet. And when the vet came in and examined the dog, she provided her diagnosis of what was wrong with him. And she indicated that it seems he has had this problem for quite some time and has likely been in a lot of pain. I told her, you know, I would have never known this because he still runs around. He still wags his tail when we get home. He still jumps on us and plays and, and you know, seems normal. But it just seemed like this one particular day, he just took a turn for the worse. Yet she said he's likely been in a lot of pain for quite some time. Now, when she said this, she could tell that I was obviously surprised by this news just because of the things that I said. That, you know, how can you tell me he's been in pain for a long time when up until today he's been seeming perfectly fine. And she responded by saying, your dog is very stoic. Now, at the time, the word stoic was not in my vocabulary. I wasn't familiar with it. So it's not a word that you really hear too often, or at least I don't. So when she left the room, the first thing I did was pull up Google and look up the definition of what it meant to be stoic and what she mean by saying that my dog was stoic. And I read that it meant the endurance of pain or hardship without the display of feelings and without complaint. Immediately when I read this, I thought of this definition from a spiritual perspective for believers in Christ. How many times do you go to church and see all the smiling faces, the people shaking hands and hugging necks, and never do you know that deep down all of us have problems we're dealing with? The same can be said on the job as well. A lot of people are faced with, you know, all hell breaking loose against them, yet when you look at them, you can't really tell that they're going through a difficult season. But you know, even though I see that on the job, I see that more in the church. I see that more with like-minded believers. Uh, it's more prevalent there, at least for my own personal experience. Why is that, I ask myself. And I came to the conclusion that God-fearing men and women recognize that in this life, we will face trials and persecution. It's promised in the Word of God that believers will face those hardships. Jesus said in John 16, everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous for I have conquered 
the world. If Jesus faced persecution, how much more persecution don't you think we're going to face in our lives? But yet Jesus overcame the world, and if Jesus is living on the inside of you, you too will overcome it as well, not by your own works, but by the king that's living on the inside of you. Believers hold fast to this verse, and there are many others like it throughout the scripture. If God before you, who can be against you? We know that all things are possible to them that believe. To hold on to these type of scriptures, we've got to be disciplined. We've got to believe it, first of all, but we've got to be disciplined. We must have faith, and we must be stoic. This is a great discipline to add to our spiritual fitness regimen. As I stated earlier, we all have things to complain about. There is not a short list of things that I personally could complain about right now, and and I'm not a perfect person, and I do complain. I'm not going to pretend like I don't, and I know that many of you out there can can relate to that as well. None of us are perfect, right? Even though the Bible says, do all things without murmurings and, and disputings, that doesn't mean that we walk around and uh, have a goofy smile on our face, and um, no matter what comes our way, we're just going to be praise God, praise God, praise God. I mean, we're going to have moments of weakness, but the Spirit that lives on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit that guides us and teaches us in all wisdom and truth, deep down we know that everything's going to be all right. Deep down we know we're going to make it. Deep down we know that no matter what may come against me, I'm going to make it. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I, I know that deep down in my spirit because I believe what the Word of God has to say. And if Jesus overcame the world, I'm going to overcome it as well because I got, I got a king living on the inside of me. So we all have things to dispute and we all have our issues that come up in our daily lives. But the way you respond, the way I respond, can be a great testimony to a friend or to a family member. And as believers, it is our job to try to sow the seed of the Word of God to all that are willing to listen. No one wants to listen to a complainer, but people are naturally inclined to hear instead how someone can face such persecution, pain, and hardships, yet still walk around with that smile on their face. And it's not a smile of pretending like the problems aren't there. It's just a smile of, I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome. I've overcome and I will overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. And that those are the scriptures that we believe on and we hold fast to and we cling to because at the end we know that everything's going to be all right. It is inviting to others to have that perspective and it adds a glow to our lives as well. It's healthy mentally to recognize the fact that we don't have the capacity to achieve spiritual stoicism on our own, but we have a king living on the inside of us, and we know that we can overcome through his help. It takes a full-fledged adoption of the Word of God into our hearts. It takes a spiritual mentality that I'm going to make it. It takes a disciplined person that says, despite the chaos surrounding me, I've made up my mind. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord no matter what trials I face, no matter what persecution I face, no matter what pain and hardships I face along the way. I've got my eyes on the prize and my mind is made up. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to make it to heaven. I'll serve the Lord in spirit and in truth. I will acknowledge his omnipotence, his omnipresence, and his omniscience. This is more of what we need today. This mindset and this perspective in our lives, despite what we're being faced with, to be truly stoic from a definition standpoint, it goes hand in hand with endurance as well. If you haven't yet listened to part two of this series on endurance, I recommend you go check that out because as I mentioned earlier today, that episode builds upon this one. We have to understand endurance to understand being spiritually stoic. A pastor once said the secret of endurance is to remember that your pain is temporary, 
but your reward will be eternal. And that's that mindset I was talking about. No, our problems are not insignificant. Yeah, we're going to face issues and, and they, they impact us greatly, the problems that we face, sure. But deep down, the believer believes that the issues that we face are only temporary, guys. Our reward for enduring to the end is going to be eternal. This must be our mindset. We must remember that no matter what goes on in our personal life, the pain we are facing today is temporary. The reward which is to come, if we remain stoic and endure to the end, it will far outweigh anything good or bad that we've encountered down here. Romans 5 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produce perseverance and perseverance produces character and character hope. And we've discussed this scripture in previous episodes as well, but it it bears repeating today. The trials we face in this life build our spiritual endurance and our ability to remain stoic going forward. If we stop to consider the things God has already brought us through in our lives today, it will only help you have faith on what God will bring you through tomorrow. He will always be faithful to you. People are going to fail you, and people fail us every single day. Look around you today. People will never fulfill what God's faithfulness fulfills within us. People are going to fail us, but God will never fail us. God knows your troubles. He knows your pain, and he knows your hardships. The only thing he needs us to do is to not throw our hands up in the air and say, I quit. He instead wants us to say that if God be for me, who can be against me? He wants us to reflect back on what he's already brought you through. And if he can shut the mouths of lions for Daniel, if he can part the Red Sea for Moses, if he can give strength to Samson, and if he can open prison doors for Peter, then what can he not do for you? He's already done so much for us, friends, more than we deserve. Reflecting back on what God has done for you in the past and looking to what God will do for you in the future helps us to remain stoic on what God is working out for us right now in the present. He is the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He will always remain the fourth man in the fire and he won't stop walking with you. So don't rely on your own world philosophy or personal perspectives to get you through. Instead, have faith in what he's working out for your good. Only then can we remain encouraged and stand steadfast when we do face those inevitable tribulations? Because we know these tribulations will produce perseverance, which in turn will strengthen our character and our hope. In order to maintain a spirit of stoicism, and not in the Greek ph philosophical perspective, okay, but in the perspective the Word of God teaches us, we must maintain the level of endurance that is needed to run the race. And like I said in the previous episode, in part two, this will help us to say at the end of our race that we fought the good fight and we finished the race in victory. In physical fitness, discipline requires you to make up your mind that, you know, this is my goal, this is what I need to do to continue meeting my goal, or this is what I need to do in order to meet my goal in the future, whether that goal is to lose weight, build muscle, or prepare for a, a race or something like that. Spiritual discipline is the same in regards to our commitment level and our consistency to maintain. And we talked about consistency and commitment and no compromise in part one, uh, the strength episode. Go back and check that out. That's the foundation here, guys. That's what we need to have endurance, to have the meditation we need to move forward, and to have the stoicism today all from the Christian worldview perspective, all from a biblical perspective, okay? The only difference here is that we are not relying on our own 
capacity to achieve the goal. In physical fitness, we rely on what we have within us to meet that physical fitness goal. But in spiritual fitness, that's not the case. We know we can't achieve the goal on our own. We can't get to heaven and live the, quote, good life here on earth on our own. We have to have Christ with us. He's always been the answer. He is still the answer, and he will always be the answer in the future. So I encourage you, as you embark on your own spiritual fitness journey, to endure to the very end. But recognize that as you are building your endurance, In the process, you've got to remain stoic. You can't let the pain and the hardships you face tear you down because that's what the enemy wants to happen. That was his goal in attacking Job, and God let him do it. Remember, read Job chapter 1 if you don't believe me. God let him do it. The enemy wants to annihilate you. He also wants to destroy you. But so long as we maintain a spiritual workout regimen of endurance and maintaining a stoic spirit, then he will not tear us down. Why is that? Because our minds are made up. Because we've decided we're going to serve the Lord in the good times and in the bad times. When we're in the valley, we we recognize that He is the lily in the valley. And we recognize that He's the God of the valley just like He's the God when we're on the mountaintop as well. He's the same God. In fact, it's easy to serve God when all things are going our way, right? It's easy to go to church and and pray and read the Bible and worship and praise Him the way the, the Bible wants us to do and the way God wants us to do in order to maintain a strong relationship with Him. Those things are easy to do when everything's going our way. The question is, however, what will you do when all hell breaks out against you? Will you endure then? Will you be stoic in the process? Or will you give in, throw in the towel, tuck tail, and and get out of dodge? God didn't do that to you when you were at your lowest, and we can't do that to him either. We've got to have faith. We've got to believe. We've got to endure, and we've got to be stoic in the process. The world needs to see the love of Christ shine through you today. And in order to make sure that happens, We've got to make it to the end. So I hope you've enjoyed the episode today, and and overall, I hope you you guys have enjoyed this series. This has been one of my favorite series so far, I, I guess I could say. Uh, I've really enjoyed going through these episodes. I think there's just so much parallel here between physical fitness and spiritual fitness. It's fun uh, taking these physical fitness categories and really diving into them from a spiritual perspective. I hope you guys have been tracking along with me. I feel like you have. Um, I appreciate your guys' support through the process as well. It's been and it's been a really fun time diving into this topic with you guys. But we want to hear from you. Uh, you guys tune in every week, listen to me. But, you know, it's it's come to a point now where I want to hear from you. And I'd, a- I'd like to ask you, if you're willing to do so, to send us an email at casttheword at gmail.com. We've acquired so many consistent followers across the nation and the world, for that matter. And I just want to say thank you. And I want to hear from you guys. You know, like I said, you, you come in every week to listen to me uh, ramble on here for 30 minutes or so. But we sincerely want to hear from you at this time. So shoot us an email or find or follow us um, on social media. We're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. You can find us by searching for Cast the Word. And if you haven't yet, you can feel free to leave us a review or rating wherever you listen to this podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, I think that's that's the one I'm most familiar with anyway. It's really easy. Just go to our page, scroll down, you see the stars there. You can can rate us and and leave a comment if you're willing to do that. That just helps us to continue um, gaining that experience exposure in order for us to cast the word, right? That's that's our goal here. So guys, uh, uh, I want to encourage you here to maintain a stoic persona going forward. And I, and understand when I say that, you know, I say this again, but I just want to be abundantly clear in this episode. You know, I'm not saying our problems don't matter or that we don't hurt. 
um, because w- they do, and we do, right? We face pain, we face hardships, um, and I'm not endorsing us to ignore our difficulties and just pretend they don't exist, because they do. But we read the scripture in Philippians, doing all things without murmurings and, and disputings. That's so much easier said than done, right? But it's there for a reason, right? And it's I, I personally believe it's there to help us remain uh, stoic in our walk with God. First uh, Peter 5, 7 says to cast your cares and anxieties upon him because he cares for you. Our problems do matter. Um, they matter to us. They matter to God. First uh, Peter 5, 7 says to cast your cares and anxieties on him because he cares for you. God loves you and he wants us to live successful and peaceful lives while we're down here. You know, we're going to face our problems and, and the way we face our problems are so important in order to give a testimony to non-believers to help draw them through the help of the Holy Spirit, um, draw them to Christ. Or on the flip side of that, the way we handle our problems could be a deterrent um, to non-believers as well. So we got to be vigilant. We've got to understand um, that we are representations Um, as we walk through our life down here. Amen. So next week, we're going to be closing out this series and moving on to the next thing. So be sure to tune in and share this podcast if you feel led to do so. Let's all do our part to cast the word, okay? Guys, stay strong in the faith, and I look forward to talking to you next time.